Hello, fellow runner. My name is Roman and I welcome you to the Happy Runner podcast. A podcast for all who love running and those who want to start running. I admit that I'm not the youngest anymore. I'm over 50, but somehow still feeling strong. And since I know that a lot of runners my age or around my age are running marathons, let's talk a bit more about marathon training when older. But before I dive into the topic, make sure to subscribe to the Happy Runner podcast, recommend it to other runners you know, and if you want to support the podcast, share it on your social media and tag me. That helps get the word out and I really appreciate it. Thank you. If you follow my podcast, you probably know that I ran my last marathon end of September last year, the Berlin Marathon at the age of 52 and I was able to run a massive 12-minute personal best over the marathon distance. And then, just four weeks later, I ran a half marathon in Ljubljana, and it was another personal best, this time over the half marathon distance. I'm well aware that I'm well past my prime when it comes to running. But after the last few weeks of training, I feel that I still have some speed in my body. Maybe not for another big personal best over the half marathon or marathon distance, but I'm sure that with the right approach, I will be able to run quite a few more races. So what changed to like 10 years back when I started more ser seriously with running? And why am I able to run much faster now than I was able to run in the past? Well, looking back at my training, it all comes down on how I changed my training in the last few years. Let's start with the most important part of training when older, rest and recovery. Yes, it is the most important part. I run four to five days each week when training for a marathon and if I don't feel rested, well, let's just say that it's better to do an extra rest day than to go out running if feeling too tired. My recovery normally starts the last 2k of almost every run. This last part of each run, I drop my pace, my heart rate goes down, and that's when my body is starting the recovery process. After I finish each run, I do some light stretching. Not much, just enough to loosen up my leg muscles, and as soon as I'm back home, the first thing are a few minutes with my foam roller. It became a habit and not only my legs but my whole body feels much more rested since I incorporated this routine into my training. It doesn't take much time. 
maybe 10 to 15 minutes, but it's worth the time. Years ago, I used to be a night person. I could stay up till 3 or 4 in the morning and I slept till noon, if it was possible. But now, I'm in bed before 10 p.m., almost every single evening. Well, I have to get up around 6.30 and go to work, but at least I get 8 hours of quality sleep each night. On to race plans. Well, we need to admit that most of us are training for a certain race. As you know, I train mostly for marathons. Some of you might train for shorter distances, but the principle stays the same. After your last race in a calendar year, take some time off. Reflect back on your training and then start planning for next year. Plan wisely. Don't just register for too much races. And don't try to go racing every weekend or every other weekend. Remember, each race puts you and your body under stress, even if it's not a peak race. We all want to perform at our best, and sometimes that's just much more than our body can handle. So, if you are, like me, a marathon runner, two marathons in one year are more than enough. I did a whole podcast on how many races you should run a year, so I'm not going to talk much about it in this episode. But let's face it. After a marathon, our body needs four to eight weeks to fully recover. So plan one or two not more. I have one in May this year in Prague and I plan to run another one later in the year. It will be probably somewhere between late September and early November. Haven't decided yet on a specific one but I have a few on my radar and as soon as I will register I'll let you know. And what I also planned are two half marathons before Prague. One end of March, that I will run more like a long tempo run, and another one just 10 days before the marathon. It will be okay to run a half marathon so close to my marathon, because I'm just going to use it as, at, as my last 3x5k workout at marathon goal race pace. But instead of doing this run somewhere alone, I'm just gonna run this local half marathon. And now to the actual training structure. It's even more important now as it was when I was younger to run my easy runs easy and my recovery runs even easier. By doing so, I'm fresh, rested, recovered and fit when it comes to interval sessions, tempo runs and long runs. Another important thing is to not just run each week more and more, but 
take a down week every third or fourth week, so your body has even more time to rest and recover. I don't go down with the intensity on those down weeks. What I do is to shorten the runs. But before you start with marathon-specific training or specific training for any other racing distance, you need to have also a strong aerobic base. That was the topic of my last episode. Maybe just one more thing of advice. Build your mileage slowly over several weeks. Try out even some new type of runs. And if they work, but only if they really work, incorporate them into your training. As in all long distance training plans, the most important run of the week is the long run. In addition to that, I do one day of interval training from 1k to 4k repeats just slightly above marathon race pace, one tempo run at goal race pace and one to two recovery runs. But never back to back fast days so my body has more time to recover. Be aware of your limitations. As we get older, we need to listen more to our body. It's sending us signals when we work too hard. Please consider such signals seriously. Don't, don't just think it's maybe a rough patch you'll get through quickly. If you can't run the paces that are in your training plan, don't stress about it. Learn to run more by effort and not so much by pace. And even if you'll run a race one or two minutes slower than planned, it will not be the end of the world. No, probably it won't be. Even elite athletes don't run a personal best in each race. And they don't stress about it, so why should we? Always warm up. Again, it's good to have a short pre-run routine. I tend to run my first 2k of each run easy and use them to warm up. If I have an easy or recovery run, I don't do much after this first 2k. Maybe just a few dynamic stretches and drills. And on I go. But if there's a session on my schedule, I warm up for at least 10 to 15 minutes, do more drills, and just after completing my whole warm-up routine, I start with the session that's on the plan for the day. And last but not least, maybe even the most important part, enjoy your runs. As soon as it feels like something you need to do or as an obligation, it's not fun anymore. And we don't want to go there. Running should be a physical activity that serves us also as a stress relief. 
not something that makes us stress about. So whatever the reason behind running, don't make it too competitive. Enjoy it and always try to run with a smile on your face. If you need more advice or maybe even a personalized training plan for your next race, visit runandsmile.net. I will leave a link in the description of this episode. There you can find training plans for beginners and advanced runners. Or contact me over the web page to get in touch with me. I hope you enjoyed listening to the episode. If so, I would appreciate you subscribe to the Happy Runner podcast and share it with your running buddies. It also helps a lot if you give this episode or the podcast a good rating. Thank you and happy running!